0: it's the musical theater book club let's talk about a show welcome to musical theater book club where we talk about our favorite musicals our least favorite musicals and everything in between i'm berkeley i'm sarah and today we're switching things up and we are actually talking about a theater today the winter garden theater we've both seen a show there right I've only yeah
1: we both guys. seen the same
0: the same so show, just at but not, at the, same, not just at, at the same, not at the same time. <laughs> time. <laughs> um, we saw, we both saw Beetlejuice there, but this show has been home to tons of big name shows, which blows my mind. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I didn't know this when I first started my research, but I didn't realize that there was a Winter Garden Theater before the Winter Garden Theater.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of weird. It's almost the opposite of when we were talking about when we did like our choreography and our history of Broadway, and we talked about how like choreography and opera kind of came together to make Broadway. It's almost the opposite because there was an original theater called the Winter Garden Theater, but it wasn't in the location, but it had, you know, a good 17 year history. It was pretty popular. Some of the people who had performed there were people like Jenny Lind, Laura, um, Laura Keane, uh, Edwin Booth. So then Edwin Booth ended up taking over the management of the Winter Garden Theater. You know, he was a very popular Uh, actor took over, um, and they started focusing on musicals, um, burlesque shows, and classical dramas. And then it ended up burning down. I don't remember if it said, I didn't put it in our notes, but I can't remember if it said if they knew why it burned down, if it was just an accident or what. But it ended up burning down, and after that, instead of rebuilding it, um, Booth decided to create his own theater uh, 20 blocks down which is now, you know, the Booth Theater, the theater we know that's named after him. So it kind of splits off. So it was kind of weird. I was like, do I put this as history under the Winter Garden or as Booth Theater? Because it has, I mean, either way, it's not really either of them. Yeah. But it's kind of this prehistory of like the same name and then kind of splits off into being history, both of the Booth Theater and of the Winter Garden.
0: I couldn't find anywhere in any research, but I'd be interested to find out why why the winter garden and if, if they named the second one after the first one or like in memoriam of the first one, almost. I'm yeah. Interested. Cause
1: it's not a big difference between the two. Like it's only like it burned down in 1867 mm-hmm. and then the winter garden we know was built in 1896. So it's only like 30 years later. It's not like it's been years and years and years.
0: Yeah. The other thing, as I was reading, I laughed when I saw Ginny Lind because I just thought of The Greatest Showman.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why I made sure to include her. <laughs> I <don't laughs> <recognize> this name. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I was like, people will know this. <laughs> no, I
1: feel like that happens sometimes when I read these yeah. older names. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like.
0: I was. We're recording an episode after this, but as I was pulling out people, I was like, Whoa, I didn't know that person. So I was doing the same thing. (laughs) So the current Winter Garden Theater is a Broadway theater located at 1634 Broadway between 50th and 51st Street in Mintown, Manhattan. The structure was actually built by William Kissam Vanderbilt in 1896 to be the American Horse Exchange, which I actually found pictures of. It's like just a giant showroom. Like, we would have to see, like, a car showroom or, like, an expo showroom, I guess you could say, but, like, for horses. (laughs) It's just kind of like that. In 1911, the Schuberts decided to lease the building, and architect William Albert Sw- uh, Swayze redesigned it as a theater, devoted to novel, internal spectacle, and musical elements. It was designed to resemble an English garden with lattice work on the walls and a trellis ceiling. The Schuberts have owned the Winter Garden Theater longer than any of their other venues, and the theater officially opened on March 10, 1911, with the early Jerome Kern musical La Belle Paris.
1: So one of the Winter Garden's most talked about features in the early days were the Sunday night concerts and when Al Jolston and Marilyn Miller performed on a runway. And I wish I could find pictures of this because it sounded, when I was reading this, I was like, what?
0: It's not as exciting as it sounds. Really? Yeah. So I I saw in the video, in in the website that has, like, the videos on each theater, they actually have a picture of it. They actually might have video of it, but it was, like, the orchestra and literally, like, I almost want to call it just, like, a wooden plank. Hmm. Yeah, it, I was imagining it,
1: it, this, like, big, elaborate, like... So was I. <laughs> especially when they're, yeah. So eventually this led to building a bridge over the tops of the orchestra seats from the stage to the rear of the house. Another thing they mentioned in the video is that they would call
0: it the Bridge of Thighs because women would walk across and dance what they called leg shows, which were basically a dance that showed a lot of leg.
1: Yeah, they had up to, like, 80 showgirls on there.
0: Oh, geez. That's, I can't... Okay, it does not look big enough to hold 80 people at all.
1: Yeah, that's why I was, like, expecting, because, I mean, it says, too, from the orchestra, like, all the way to the end of the, I mean, it might have been maybe thin, but long.
0: Oh, yeah, that's possible, because it did look like it extended. The only, the the video only showed, like, basically to the end of the orchestra, or, like, like, you have the stage, I don't know how to do this with my hands. They have the stage, and then they had the orchestra pit, and it, like, stopped right here, but it looked like it continued almost into the audience, so that would make sense. Although eventually they removed the bridge. It did return to the Winter Garden uh, 60 years later when the director Hal Prince installed it for the musical Pacific Overtures.
1: So the Winter Garden became the home of a rowdy review series called The Passing Show from 1912 to 1942. 1912 to 1924. <laughs> <laughs> I have dyscalculia. It. It's fine, guys. And then some of the big stars that performed were Fred Nadella Astaire um willie and eugene howard which when i looked them up i thought this was cool so they were some they were vaudeville actors and they were the fr- earliest openly jewish performers oh cool. i was like that's cool um edwin who just fun fact is on one of my favorite twilight zone episodes <laughs> which i actually just watched the other day so i was like hey i recognize this face <laughs> and marie dressler and there was a bunch more those are just some of the big stars that performed <laughs> in the passing show of 1924 which was the last of the series a chorus girl named lucille lee le sir le sir yeah Lucille Lisser performed. She later moved to Hollywood, becoming known as Joan Crawford.
0: Oh, wow, that's cool.
1: Good. <laughs> yeah, that was another one of those like, hey, I know this name. <laughs> <laughs> in
0: 1922, the Schubert's hired Herbert J. Crap to completely remodel the Winter Garden. And actually, Herbert J. Crap was apparently a big theater architect in the time. Mm-hmm. I was watching another video, and he also designed the booth and the Schoenberg theaters, which are... Right next to each other, and I won't get into it because that'll be a tangent. The stage is wider than most of the Broadway houses. It's huge, and the proscenium arch is relatively low. The building is situated unusually on its lot, with the main entrance and marquee located on Broadway, connected to the 1526 7th Avenue Auditorium via a long hallway in the rear wall of the stage budding 50th Street. Uh, I've
1: it's- only seen a handful of shows on Broadway, but I remember when, we, when I saw Beetlejuice, that the staging felt kind of different, just the way that it was set up and how long, like it just feels like, the, was, and maybe it was just cause that was the only, cause that was the only Broadway show I saw when we went, cause we also saw Freestyle Love, which was a total different thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, yeah, like the, it's just feels like such a long theater. It feels from
0: the auditorium. Like it's huge. I found some shots from the stage looking out onto the auditorium. It almost looks like a panoramic from the stage. It's crazy. And you guys, when you saw Beetlejuice, you sat in the orchestra, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent the money <laughs> close to Alex Brightman
0: I got rush tickets and I was like on the last I was like third or fourth row back on the very end so I could sort of like look over to my right and see the rest of the auditorium and it's huge like yeah it blows my mind and it gets even bigger but we'll get there <laughs>
1: so this I this was just one that I thought was, was fun it's not really that interesting but a phenomenon called hell's a poppin' which <laughs> is the coolest name opened up originally at the 46th street theater and then in 1938 it was so successful that they moved it to the winter garden and at the time it became the longest running broadway musical with a thousand four hundred and four performances but i just really enjoyed the name of that show so i had nope. to make sure to include that I was like, <laughs> this is the coolest thing i've ever heard of <laughs> i love that In the
0: early days of the theater, it frequently hosted a series of reviews presented under umbrella titles, such as The Passing Show, Artists and Models, and the uh, Greenwich Village Follies.
1: Following the 1932
0: death of... Florence. 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 Okay,
1: just... I can't... Guys, I can't actually read. I just look at the pictures (laughs) of books. Florence (laughs) Ziegfeld. And the Schubert acquired the rights to the following in the format of the Ziegfeld Follies. They bought the rights to that. And they presented in the 1934 and 1936... Editions of the Follies featured performers, such as Fanny Bryce, Bob Hope, Josephine Baker, Gypsy Rose Lee, Evan Arden, the Nicholas Brothers, and Buddy Ebsen. And I feel so stupid that I honestly didn't know Fanny Bryce was a real person until doing the research for this. Yeah. I, was like... she <laughs> I, was is. I was like, wait, wait, what?
0: Side note, Josephine Baker is the grandmother of one of my college professors. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> From 1928 to 1933, it served as the, as the Warner Brothers Movie House and a United Arts Cinema in 1945. But aside from these interruptions, it has operated as a legitimate theater since it opened. Due to the size of the auditorium, stage, and backstage facilities, it is a house favored for a large musical productions. Which I feel like it then has to compete with the Broadway Theater.
1: wonder where this is on the list of, like, sizes.
0: Yeah. yeah it has to be up there. Although, I'm wondering... If, like, I mean, the stage is big. I mean, maybe with Beetlejuice, they just made it feel super small.
1: Oh, it's 11th. Wow, it's, like, really down there.
0: Wow. I'm wondering, huh.
1: It's so funny comparing it to, like, the Gershwin Theater. Like, the Gershwin Theater has, like, 500 more seats.
0: Huh.
1: Gershwin, Lyric, New Amsterdam, Broadway, Palace. I mean, it's still up there when you think about there's 41 theaters, but. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. In 1974, Liza Minnelli appeared at the Winter Garden in a concert run that would win her a Tony Award for that year, honoring her successful sold-out run. A live album of the concert was released that year and remastered and reissued in 2012.
1: The theater's longest-running tenant was was Cats, which opened October 7, 1982 and ran for 7,485 performances, spanning nearly 18 years. The auditorium was gutted and painted black to accommodate the show's junkyard setting, That it cut a hole in the ceiling to make space for Grizabella's Ascent to the Heavenside Lair. Spoilers for cats. (laughs) (laughs) After the show closing, architect Francisca Russo supervised its restoration, returning it to the 1920 appearance. In 2002, under agreement between the Schubert Organization, which owned the theater, and General Motors, it was renamed the Cadillac Winter Garden Theater. At the beginning of 2007, the corporation sponsors ended and the venue returned to its original name. But just, just. so odd like i couldn't find more information on this but when i have so i bought a book when i went to new york i know you know but from the strand uh the strand bookstore which highly recommend to go to if you go to new york it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life but it has like history of all these theaters and i was like this is super cool and so when i was looking up to look up the winter garden i was super confused at first because i was like why isn't it in here like i know this book's not that old because the book was like early-ish 2000s when it was written so I'm like I know this theater existed but because when it was written it was named under so it said Cadillac Winter Garden so it was under C because it was in alphabetical order I was like oh that's so weird but I couldn't find anything outside of just like this one-off sentence about it both on like the Wikipedia article and the book all of it it was just kind of like oh yeah we had a corporate sponsor which isn't usually a thing Broadway does like I know we name all our football stadiums after places but
0: yeah I'm glad that it didn't catch on yeah. That seems really gross.
1: You mean you don't want to go to the Target Broadway theater?
0: <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> Let's make it happen.
1: Walmart booth.
0: Oh, as long as I can um, get my grocery shopping done afterwards, <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> Thanks to the success of Cats and then Mamma Mia following that, the Winter Garden became one of the most commercially successful theaters, not only housing extremely popular and long running shows, but also very popular stars. People like Angela Lansbury, she opened Maine there. A number of other things, obviously, like a lot of shows originated at the Winter Garden Theater.
1: Yeah, and we have some on here. Yeah. So we didn't write down all their productions. Some of them we've already mentioned, but just some of the big notable productions, you know, especially going with that idea of popular show and popular stars. Um, Peter Pan started there. West Side Story in 1957. Um, Funny Girl, which I thought was really cool that they had Funny Girl there, since Fanny Bryce was someone who had performed at the Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. Which, same with Gypsy in 1974. As we said, 1982, they had Cats for many, 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 many years. Um, Once Cats left, they had Mamma Mia. I didn't put it on here. They did have School of Rock before that, which Mm -hmm. isn't that exciting. But uh, they also had Beetlejuice. So Alex Brightman has performed there twice. And then they were supposed to have and is now being pushed back to 2021. But the Music Man will be opening with Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman.
0: One thing I was thinking about as I was watching the video is, could you imagine, this is sort of off topic, but could you imagine, like, doing a revival of a show in the same theater it was done in? Like, that is almost surreal. <laughs> the thought of it was really cool. In the video that I watched, they had um, Cheetah Rivera, who was the original Anita, they had her talking about the Winter Garden, and she talked about how magical it was. And I just thought, like, how cool would it be if if they had the new revival of West Side Story be in the Winter Garden. Mm. But, you know, obviously.
1: I totally uh, forgot that there was a West Side Story revival too, and I was like, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> there was a story. <laughs> there
0: was a story. This is just, I believe, the first in our theater series. We'll go on and talk about as many as the Bro- of the Broadway theaters as you guys want. So if you like this, let us know. Um, where can they tell us?
1: So you can email us at mtbcpodcast at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter at MTBC Podcast, or you can find us on TikTok or Instagram at MTBC Podcast.
0: I highly recommend going to see a show at the Winter Garden. Unfortunately, you can't see Beetlejuice, but maybe you can go see Music Man next year.
1: I saw a joke online one time that was like, oh, they just need to rechange the the name of the Winter Garden to the Alex Brightman Theater.
0: (laughs) I love that. So maybe in... In a couple of years after Alex has done his third show, there, you'll be able to go to the Alex Brightman Theater. <laughs>